Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The whole world is in your power. O Lord, King Almighty, no one can gainsay you. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your just decrees are good. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The whole world is in your power. O Lord, King Almighty, no one can gainsay you. The Old Testament reading for the 21st Sunday after Trinity is from Genesis chapters 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse, and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. There was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, 
Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, And having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the fourth chapter. Glory 
Jesus came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. And as he was going down, his servants met him and took him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. And he himself believed and all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who are you fighting against? Make no mistake, you are fighting against someone, that's for sure. Quote the meme, the struggle is real. The question then is, who is it that you're fighting? Are you fighting against the temporal powers? That might be particularly tempting right at the moment with some of the things that are happening temporally in our nation. Or are you fighting against the devil and the other spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places like our epistle reading talked about earlier today? Those things that we probably pretty frequently intentionally try to avoid thinking about, but which most certainly do exist and are after us. Or are you fighting against your own sinful hearts, that sinful nature that is inside of us that we talk about so frequently? Or, perhaps worst of all, are you fighting against God and his word that gives life? Hopefully you know who you should be fighting against. Ephesians, of course, just told us a little bit that we are supposed to be fighting against those spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, the devil and his demons, the fallen angels. And of course, we do recognize that we also should be fighting against our sinful nature that is inside of us. We hear that over and over again about the struggle that is occurring between the old sinful man and the new righteous man. But perhaps to make it even more clear, the word does make it relatively clear to us. We fight against the ones who are trying to silence the word because they know the power of the word. Now, this, of course, means the devil and his demons. They know exactly how powerful the word is. They have already been defeated 
by the word. And of course, our sinful nature is trying to struggle against that word in our own lives, trying to draw us away, trying to get us to fight against the word in order that we might truly die eternally. And there is even some room to talk about how we struggle against the temporal powers when they attempt to silence the word as well. Because the word is what matters. The word is that which gives life. That is the war that's happening here on this planet. The war that is between lies, doubt, darkness, and death, sin, and the war between the word. Truth, light, life, joy, righteousness. You, of course, know the power of the word, right? We perhaps see it nowhere more clearly in our wonderfully long Old Testament reading. But, of course, how can you try and divide the story of creation? The story where our Lord used the word, where he spoke creation into existence. Our Lord used the word to create all of reality. And of course we recognize as well that it is the word who God has given us to wield against all those who are fighting against the word. We do not fight with physical weapons. We fight with the word. The sword of the spirit as you heard in our epistle reading. That is what we use to combat the spiritual forces of evil. That is what we use to combat our own sinful nature. And yes, that is even what we use to combat the temporal powers of our world when they're trying to silence the word. Because we recognize the truth that it is the word that works. It's the word that's effective. It's the word that will actually get the job done. You even saw in our gospel reading for today that the word that Jesus spoke to this man, go, your son will live. And what is the very next thing that it says? And the man believed The word Jesus spoke gave the man faith, a miracle that is in many ways much greater than the miracle of Jesus healing the man's son. This is the power of the word, the tool that God uses to create faith inside of all people. And yet, we so easily doubt that word. It's so easy for us to fall into the trap of what science is telling us, or so-called science, perhaps, is a better way to say it, to doubt that it was, in fact, God alone who created the universe through his word. To doubt even that now, actively, today, God is the reason that creation still goes on, that creation still keeps going. 
that every single one of you were actively created by God. But thankfully, we know that the word is powerful enough to fend off the wiles of the devils and his demons. We still do doubt that, though, don't we? When we are afraid, when it is dark, when they're coming to get us, it's easy to forget about the word, to doubt that something as simple as reading a psalm truly can drive the demons away. But of course, ultimately what we doubt is that we doubt that the word is truly enough. We doubt that the word is truly what's needed to give faith. We doubt that it is the word who will raise us up on the last day along with our loved ones. And admittedly, it is difficult for us to trust in that word because in many ways, the only proof we have that the word is true is, in fact, the word itself. But the truth remains. The word remains. And the word is sufficient. And he is mighty. We are weak in our faith. And therefore, we doubt. But the word is not weak. The word is strong. For the word is, of of course, Jesus, the Lord. Jesus is the word through whom the Father created the universe. Jesus is the word who stood alone against the devil and his wiles for 40 days in the desert, who alone took upon himself the punishment for our sin, and who alone stood fast, faithful to his Father, even to death. And Jesus is the Word who uses the Word to speak faith and life into our hearts. Which means that in this war that is against so many powerful beings, powerful things in this world, that you never stand alone. Christ did stand alone, and he died alone, and he did it to ensure that you would never be alone. Christ continually comes to you, despite our weaknesses, despite our doubts, knowing that you need him, giving you exactly what you need, his word through which he delivers faith and life, no matter what your sin was, no matter what your sin is. For Christ died on the cross for your sin, in order to make sure that that would not be an obstacle between you and him. Yes, we are waging a war. A war that, by ourselves, we could never hope to win, even if all of humanity united against them all. But a war that has already been won. 
one by the person who stood alone for you, by the man who died for you, who rose for you. And you are free, therefore, to continue fighting the good fight, knowing that you do not stand alone, and knowing that even though you very well may fall, that Christ will raise you up, and on the last day, you will be found victorious as one who conquers through him who stood for you. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.